More Bulls Beat Now. Once again, here's Derek Sharp. Well, we call it Bulls Unlimited, not Bulls. We just limit it to the victories and don't talk about the times when things don't go as well. We just played a lot of highlights for men's basketball and then a 7-0 weekend for baseball and softball. But women's basketball did not have the same circumstance. It was really not that much different than their win at East Carolina where the Bulls looked like they were going to have answers for anything that Tulsa did. But the Golden Hurricane were just a little bit better at the end and had one spectacular performance. It looked like, again, the Bulls were going to answer every Tulsa challenge, but the offense couldn't finish the job, and Tulsa certainly did. Bulls lose it 72-65. This is a Tulsa team that has only lost one game at home all year. That has now won 20 games in a season for the first time since 2006 and only for the second time in school history. And they've got a dynamite offensive duo. Tamira Poindexter, a junior, sensational player, is tied for first in the league in scoring, 20.5 points a game. And Delaney Crawford, who really had the only good offensive game for Tulsa when the Bulls won back in Tampa early in the conference schedule, 68-52. She is third in the conference in scoring, and she would have an amazing fourth quarter, 17 points of her 30. Bulls led early in this game thanks to some stellar offensive rebounding. It looked like the Bulls were going to roll. Poindexter and Crawford. That first shot by Levy rims out as a hurt, but Emmeline Lutcher Schiphol gets the board and flops it in to the hoop. It is 4 nothing. Brito tries to float it to Levy, sets it out to Brito, fakes the pass. Oh, what a flip pass that was. Could that be our cleanest play of the game already? Lutcher Schiphol misses. Brito keeps the rebound alive. Ave out to a wide open Levy, left corner three. Boom. Romy Levy has continued to make that a big part of her arsenal. And it's 11-8 South Ford in a vastly entertaining game. Rejected by Brita, who smartly gives it up right away to Levy as the Bulls look to run. Levy pulls up for three, just misses there. But Ava, another board and another putback. Ava Lee, what's your ship hold already has? Six points in this contest, and the Bulls lead it 13-11. Three for four on threes on the other side. Poindexter has a recent six made threes in a game. She has scored 30 plus. Oh, what a swat by Levy on Gallegos. Now Brito right back to her. Rummy looks to run the other way and is fouled. Going to the hoop. 5.27 to go. I believe that is our first whistle in this game. Now a steal by Ariel Wilson and gets the ball from Delaney Crawford who fouls him. Themselves, Levy misses and another offensive rebound for the Bulls and Danny Gonzalez. They had their way in that category in the first meeting, a big part of their 16-point win. Now Levy fakes the shot at the line. Blasic has not gotten open yet with eight on the shot clock, 451 in the first quarter. Wilson, little Euro step, lays it up, rims off, but Danny Gonzalez gets the latest offensive rebound for the Bulls and another putback. Bulls are killing them on the glass right now, 16 to 11. Danny was there to handle it. Of course, she can definitely handle it. Goes in on Poindexter and flips it up and in. The Bulls points in the paint, everybody, 14 to two. Lead back up to seven. There's a miss by Crawford, forced shot. Blasic with the rebound running the other way for South Florida. Floater looks good, rims out. There's another rebound in Lauren Putu will get fouled. This Tulsa team is not that bad on the glass, but the Bulls are getting every single one of the rebound. But this Tulsa team has come back for a lot of its victories. In fact, their most recent game, they were down 15 in the first half to UAB at home and won by 12 going away. In this case, the Bulls lead 32 to 16. But the second quarter, and this was a concern, you could just see it. Not only did the Bulls not put it away, but Tulsa, with Delaney Crawford out due to two fouls, didn't play in the second quarter. Their coach, Angie Nelp, benched Poindexter just to try and spark things, and it worked. 
their defense was spectacular. The Bulls could not get loose in that second quarter, held to nine points. They kept the edge until the very end of the third when Crawford sank a three near the buzzer. That was the first lead change. There would be 13 lead changes in this game. So basically, the lead changed hands every single time for the first five minutes or so of the fourth quarter. Here's how that went. Tulsa setting up in the 3-2 zone where at the top of the zone, Hill has been a, a force bothering the bull. So they want to go inside if they can, and you've got to make that. Good job. Classic, fa fantastic feed of the post, and Avery Luchashipolt converts. Now the Bulls have got to defend. Led it by as many as 32 to 16. That was so long ago. Doesn't even seem possible that the lead was that high. But Bulls missed nine shots in a row at one point that allowed Tulsa to chip away. Flip pass to Poindexter, tough catch. They swing it around for an extra pass. Three-point shot was no good, but this time they get the rebound in position and make the layup. That's a good job by their center, Caitlin Levings, who we haven't seen too much of. But she got the position on Ava, who couldn't foul her on the putback, and Tulsa's back on top. Oh, what a find there, and Danny Gonzalez will get fouled. Levy gets her in rhythm. Series history vastly favors the Bulls. They've never lost at Tulsa. But it's not like they've wiped the floor up with them. This Tulsa team, as Gonzalez makes the second one, 51-50, did lose in Tampa earlier this year, 58-42. But basically since then, or after then, won their next four games and has been a high-flying top team. Now Crawford for an open three. Looks good, it is. Cannot let her so open. Delaney Crawford with her fourth make from three and despite missing the last 13 minutes of the first half, now has 16 points and Tulsa has its largest lead, two, 53 to 51, 8.20 to go. Bulls looking to work it inside if they can against this zone. Ava on the baseline looks short, rims out. Danny taps the rebound to Blasic who has time to reset here. Now Levy for three and the lead, her hair is hanging out. She lost her hair out of her bun. And she makes the three nonetheless. Keep the hair like that, Romy. 54-53. Now Hill just plows the other direction. That time loses it. And Ava on the deck. And do the Bulls get a timeout? No, they call a foul on Tulsa. Again, Elise Hill, who has one speed, which is put her head down and drive to the goal. Worked for her earlier. Missed the shot. And practically tackled Aveline Luchashipol before they finally called the foul. So Romy Levy is not even going to try and fix her hair. She does have long hair. That's why she wears it in a bun right now. Do it. Whatever's working for you, Romy. She's got 15 points, four for seven on threes. Bulls up one with the ball, 7.45 to go. Levy to blast. They got the tough pass and anticipated by Tulsa. And then Aveline Luchashipol fouls the interceptor. Oh, Poindexter fakes Gonzalez out while she is on the other side of the lane. The <laughs> layup is wide open for Poindexter, and it's back and forth we go. 55-54, Golden Hurricane with 7.22 to go. She might have shoved Danny a little bit there, but Bulls aren't arguing for a foul. Levy to Danny at the free throw line, the double teamer, got to get rid of it for Cam with 13 on the shot. Gets it to Romy. Now gets a screen, but can't shake free of Crawford at the top of the zone. Now Blasic wants to drive in and loses the basketball. Try to split two defenders and Lost the ball in route. Here is Hill again with eight on the shot clock. Seven, top of the key. Good defense by Levy, has to pick up a dribble. Poindexter has to put up a desperate three, and it clanks the rim. Let it go if you can if you're the Bulls. Levy gets it with six and a half minutes to go in this wild game. 
And Jose Fernandez wants to take a timeout to talk about it. It is a thriller here in Tulsa. The Bulls trailing it by one. Vlasic in the corner, wanted to pull, sends it to Lauren Putu underneath instead. That's a tough move for Lore, and it rims out. Danny battles for the board and gets fouled. Danny Gonzalez has been massive on the glass. Second chance points gap has closed. Danny Gonzalez makes the free throw. It was at least 16 to nothing at one point. It's now 19 to nine. Make it 20 to nine as this technically time free throw was won. And she makes a second. Danny Gonzalez, 11 points and 10 rebounds. And the Bulls have back the lead, 56 to 55. Back and forth we go. And again, this is the type of game that Tulsa has played in a lot this year. Bulls not as much, but certainly they have enough experience, especially on the road. There's an all, almost foul off the ball, and what a drive to the basket by Delaney Crawford. Bulls wanted a moving screen, didn't get it. Tulsa back on top, 57 to 56. We've had now nine lead changes, and that's considering Tulsa did not have a lead until the end of the third quarter. That's all you need to know. Levy feeds it to Mputu on the baseline. Pyramid will let her have it from there. So they get it back out to Romy. Crawford jumps out on her and on the shot. Wilson, open three, looks short. Classic has the backside rebound, but can't put it up strong. Floater and she drops it in, boy. Instead of going straight up with it, she created a jump shot for herself, but it worked. Bulls back on top, 58-57, 10 lead changes in essentially five minutes. 5-10 to go in the contest. Hill bounces underneath to Crawford and she gets wide open again. Delaney Crawford, 20 points. So Poindexter averages 20 and a half, she's on 20. Crawford averages 19, she's on 20. And Tulsa leads it, 59-58. Levy leading the Bulls with 15. Blassett bounces to her, tough shot. Knock it down, Romy Levy. 17 point and a very calm answer. 60 to 59 Bulls. And now Hill the other way, and fouled by Levy and the basket. Elise Hill, again, where did she come from? Oh yes, Elise Hill. Remember when I said the second quarter they kind of grinded their way back into the game? She led the defensive effort at the top of their zone that the Bulls never had success with. Vicki Blasig scored 35 points in the first meeting between South Florida and Tulsa. 13 for 25 from the floor, 5 of 13 on threes. The Bulls won the game 68 to 52. But Tulsa has only lost once at home all year. In their last game, a big win against UAB. They were down the Golden Hurricane 15 points, ended up winning it by double figures. And sure enough, in this game, definitely a misleading final score of 72 to 65. But the margin was nothing to overcome. Hill, though, was the unexpected difference. In her last three games, she had only totaled eight points. Still, that's above her average because in the previous five games, she didn't score any. She came into this one averaging 1.7 points per game. And if I sound like a broken record, yes, it does seem like any time the Bulls have lost a conference game, there's been one person on the other team that has come out of nowhere. Well, this was definitely Hill, the freshman guard who, in the first game against the Bulls, actually played the most minutes she had in a conference game up until yesterday, which was eight and a half. But she quite actually had no stats, did not even attempt a shot. In other words, was not a factor. Yeah, she played a career-high 24, was just three for nine from the floor, but still a career-high 12 points, six for seven at the free throw line. Oh, I probably should also mention Delaney Crawford, who scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. 30, six for nine on threes, and she is not some 
fluky player. That performance put her above the school mark for made threes in a season. She's outstanding, and again, she missed most of the first half due to foul trouble. She was tremendous. Hit back-to-back threes after that three-point play you just heard. Now Poindexter over to her wide open for a three. Knocks it down. Delaney Crawford, sensational. Ariel Wilson fell down trying to fight through his screen, and it's a five-point margin that faces the Bulls. Now they want to get it to Crawford, gets through his screen, and drops in another. Delaney Crawford just needs a little bit of an opening, and she is phenomenal. That's a 9-0 run, and the Bulls just did not have the answers themselves down the stretch. We've seen it a lot with the Bulls where they just go cold at the wrong time. And it certainly didn't help that Blasic went from 35 points in the first meeting to just six in this one without a made three. Romy Levy, 17 points and nine rebounds. Aveline Lucha Schipholt, 10 and eight. But again, she was at eight and five midway through the first quarter. She got in foul trouble. Danny Gonzalez was outstanding off the bench with a double-double her first career, 13 and 11. But she also missed a couple of chippies inside as Tulsa kind of took command there in the middle of the fourth quarter. And the Bulls despite out-rebounding Tulsa by 16, lose the game 72-65. to Where does this leave them? In the standings and with two games to go, really got to credit Tulsa. This has been a great season for them, and they still have a chance to win the league. Temple, boy, give them full credit. Temple, which is the team that gave Tulsa its only home loss, and by the way, host Tulsa on Wednesday, is in first place. Temple 11-4. They just completed... The UTSA Rice Road Sweep. So they're a game ahead of both Tulsa and North Texas. Then you have three teams at nine and seven. The Bulls are at eight and eight. Uh, two teams at eight and seven, and two teams at seven and eight. That's eight teams, all with seven or eight losses. One of them will finish in fourth place and get a bye to the quarterfinals and just have to win three games in Fort Worth to make the NCAA tournament. However, one of those eight teams will actually be on the wrong end of that cluster and be in 11th place and have to win five games. So somewhere in the middle is where I expect the Bulls to be. And let's just put it this way. Expect some thrilling games in Fort Worth, not just with South Florida, but with everybody. Talked to the Tulsa radio guy after yesterday's game and said, we'll probably meet you guys in the quarterfinals. And he's like, yeah, that would scare us. So even though they're just 8-8 eight and eight in the conference and technically right now ninth place, I would not count the Bulls out for winning the conference tournament. But it's going to be a tough road, tough road for anybody. And again, it was a sensational game and very dramatic if you want to listen back to it. Starting at noon, we'll have the men's game and then we'll alternate it with the women's broadcast. And then Tuesday, by the way, we'll replay the three wins that we had for the baseball team against Marist to get you ready for that 5 o'clock game against Florida State. Well, men's tennis lost twice, 4-3 to three on Saturday against two very good teams. Could have won either time. Santa Clara was the first opponent, and that was very close in doubles. The Broncos win on the number two court in a tiebreaker, and man, were tiebreakers everything in this match. There were three tiebreakers. We just mentioned the one that clinched the doubles point for the Broncos, and they got big tiebreaker victories. Basically, to wrap up things, on the number six court, 9-7 in the second set, and then the last match going, the Bulls' Elijah Cham, number five singles, won his first set 6-1, lost the second in a tiebreaker, would have wrapped up the match for the Bulls. They got three set victories from Alvin Todorica, Eric Gavellius, and Tom Pisani, but Santa Clara just had a little bit more. And then Troy, frankly, deserved the win, even though it was 4-3. They destroyed the Bulls in doubles with set victories of 6-1 and 6-love, 
and the only two lopsided singles matches the Trojans won. So the Bulls had to win the other four matches, and they were close. Gravelius actually did win his third set tiebreaker, as did the Bulls' Augustin Quellar, but go figure, both of those were after Troy had wrapped up the deciding outcome 4-1. to one. And that came on the number one court where the Bulls' top player, 36th-ranked Elvin Todorik, had lost his third set 7-5, to five, but still really good stuff. Women played a dynamite Auburn team and lost to the 11th-ranked Tigers 7-0 on Sunday. So both teams now below 500, and it's maybe shaping up a little bit like women's basketball where you can see the Bulls are able to win these games and just falling short in some of them matches in the case of tennis. But looking at the conference, I think both teams have a chance, just like women's basketball, to win the conference tournament. So some similarities, even though we're not even halfway through the season when it comes to tennis. Oh, by the way, the women host another ranked team, Michigan State, on Wednesday, and the men go to UCF. Women's golf, disappointing start, but still in the running. If not for another victory, then definitely for a possible top three finish, playing in the Westbrook Invitational in Peoria, Arizona. The Bulls 11 under, but that's 19 off the lead of Kansas, playing 36 holes on Sunday. The Bulls are in eighth place. Kansas 30 under, Oklahoma 22 under, but then a four-way tie, Wisconsin, Kansas State, Nebraska, and Missouri at 16 under, and the Bulls just five behind that group. They shot a five under first round, a six under second round. Kansas went 19 below par in the second round. No Bulls in the top 20, but Elise Vidal just outside it at four under par. And then really all between 29 and 32, you've got Melanie Green, Alyssa Montgomery, and Emma Foucher. So keep an eye on the Bulls on Monday, see how they do. Follow me on social media for more on that. Again, no show on Wednesday, but we'll be very present. We'll have the baseball call for you. Live from Tallahassee, back with softball on Wednesday. Don't forget Bullseye this week. It'll be Jose Fernandez, Ariel Wilson, and track and field being featured there. And we're taping a new Bull Speed Ahead with Michael Kelly this afternoon. That'll air Tuesday morning. And while the women are in Arizona, the men's golf team is in Henderson, Nevada for the Las Vegas Intercollegiate. A 22-team field. Full preview up at GoUSFBulls.com. Well, that was a busy hour. Thanks for listening to Bulls Beat. Love bringing it to you on Bulls Unlimited. I'm Derek Sharp.